Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 286 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam, joined by Jill. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, if you're listening to this in America and on Thursday. Pretty specific. A little bit. We are releasing this on Thanksgiving. Um, And guys, fam, we did not know what to talk about, and then Jill had a wonderful idea. So I'll let you kind of say what we're going to do. Oh, great. Put me on the spot there. Uh, right on the spot. Yeah. I'll make you feel awkward so I don't feel awkward. Yeah, it's a holiday, so we were trying to figure out what um, to talk about on the podcast. And as Adam said, um, the day this comes out, Thursday is Thanksgiving here in the United States. And we decided to talk about what we're really thankful for, which is all of our listeners. It's you guys. It's you guys. It's all of you guys. Because of you. And girls. And well, girls. Well, not woman. Women. Human. Women. Hu- humans. Humans. Oof, that was bad. I... Sorry, I'm so everybody. bad at that. I say guys all the time, and it's not what I mean. I know, me either. But I do it all of the time. Apologies. Yes, a thousand apologies. All of our listeners. A thousand and one apologies. However you identify. Not just guys. In reality, it's most. I don't think, I think guys is the minority of the it people who listen is. to us. If, if anything, if our if our social media interactions has anything, like any, any indication, it's more female than male. Correct. So... Apologies. So that was like a super awkward intro. Off to a great start. <laughs> um, okay, so we obviously always at the beginning of every episode, we tell you guys, hey, send us emails, contact us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds, uh, go to our website, and then when people do send us messages, we respond to them, but we don't really bring them up on the podcast very often. So we've gotten a ton of messages and reviews over the years, and so we were just going to kind of go through and give some shout-outs to people who have said nice things about us and taken time. If you guys want to do that, you can always go to iTunes and give us a, a review and a five-star rating. We appreciate it. Um, so you printed most of these out, right? You're not printed. Sorry, not printed. You know what I mean. You. I did not print them, <laughs> but I have them on my computer. Saving paper. Um, so We're a digital company, Adam. Yes, we're a <laughs> Uh, so I'll let you read some of those, but the I the, we got two this week that one just came in this morning, which is I'm going to read it because it was the basis for this podcast idea, and then the other one was someone asked for some recommendations. Um, our friends at the Reading Glasses calls it a wheelhouse when they get very specific recommendation requests, and I will read the email, and then I I you can if you know where the what the answers were that you sent. I will read slowly so you can find it. None of you can see Joe's face, but she's like, oh, man, I have to find it. Just go to your sent emails. I'm looking. You'll find it. Um, but I think I sent it. Through the podcast email? And I can't find it. <laughs> okay. Well. Oh, wait. I found it. Okay. So I'll, first I'll read the one that came in this morning, especially because they said a shout out on your podcast would be fab. So we're going to do that. And then I'll go into the other one. Um as we said, there's two things I'm very I'm realizing that I say way too often. One is peek behind the curtain, so I was going to give you guys a peek behind the curtain, and then also, as this uh, message points out, I say fun fact all the time. Oh, I say fun fact all the time. Um, so a peek behind the curtain, as I was saying, a lot of the times when we get recommendation things, they um, think there's a common misconception that we're both librarians, and while I tell everyone I'm librarian adjacent. Jill is the librarian of the two of us. And so when we get recommendation requests, a lot of times I will punt them over to Jill and say, hey, can you do this part? Okay, That is true. That was a lot of buildup. 
So first, I'm going to read this wonderful email that we got from Lucy. It came in this morning from the UK. She said, I wanted to check in and let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. I'm a massive book nerd and would have a book attached to me constantly if I was allowed. Us too. While some at work, I can't read, unfortunately, so I substitute with your podcast and greatly enjoy it. It feeds my addiction. Adam, I know you're a massive Charles Dickens fan. I'm English and I'm from Great Yarmouth in East Anglia. Hope I'm getting those both right. Where I know he visited a lot and used in his stories. Fun fact, as you would say. Keep what you're doing because it's awesome. A shout out on your podcast would be fab too. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. You're that I I sent that over to Jill. I said this is making me so smile. It's adorable. Thank you so much. Um, we were originally going to talk about books to give us gifts today, and we'll do some of those at the end. Um, but now I want to read the email that we got asking for recommendations, and then I'm going to let you give the recommendations. Okay, so. This is from Courtney, and Courtney says, Hi, Jill and Adam, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Always the best. I'm adept at choosing books for myself, high school English teacher here, but my husband is tough to pick books for. He has a pretty specific type of book, and come to think of it, TV series and movies. He loves quirky individuals with an idiosyncratic outlook on life, interesting setting, something unique about the storytelling, Nerdy, intellectual vibe, and humorous if possible. Books that top his list of favorites would be A Confederacy of Dunces, The the Teleportation Accident, actually Most Things by Neil Bowman, Pym, and everything George Saunders has ever written. He also tends to love Michael Gabon. Gabon? Shaban. I think it's Shaban. Shaban. That's not even a G, Adam. (laughs) Uh, He loves him because the writing is so dang good, but it ticks off a lot of these boxes. TV shows he loves include Arrested Development, Seinfeld, The Detectorist, though he also loves darker mysteries like Hinterland, Wallander, and Longmere. Not so humorous, but but has the other stuff I mentioned as well. A favorite film of his is The Big Lebowski. I want to hang out with your husband, by the way, right in the same... You can come too, Courtney. Yeah. Uh, hope that gives you enough context. That gave us so much context. Any ideas to throw my way as the holidays approach? Thank you so much, Courtney. It was a lot of context, but a lot of niche context. I admit I had a hard time with this one for at first. I, I like, dove so far uh, away from this. I was like, oh boy. Okay. So this is what I came up with. <laughs> These are the suggestions. I already signed Courtney. She already has these. But for everybody else listening who maybe is like, oh yeah, I like those kinds of books too. I gave How to Stop Time by Matt Haig who was on the podcast uh, um, several months ago. Uh, How to Top Time is about a man named Tom who looks like your average mid-40s guy but has actually been alive for centuries. He's lived through it all now and just wants a quiet, ordinary life. Unfortunately, there's like this secret shadowy group um, who kind of protects people like Tom who uh, and the group sort of threatens to derail his plans. I also gave Rant by Chuck Palahniuk. I'm going to tell you guys, this is my Mm. favorite Chuck Uh. Palahniuk favorite Chuck Palahniuk book. It's and the I, best. It is so good. And I put it because of the unique storytelling and that it's an oral history. Um, talking about the title character, Buster Casey, who goes by Rant. You know from the very beginning that um, Rant has died. And so the whole entire book unravels through this oral history of family and friends and enemies <laughs> talking about Rant. It is so good. And I cannot... I don't want to tell you too much about the book mm-hmm. because it will spoil everything. And I mean, even now reading this book, knowing how it ends, yeah, 
I'm still every time just like I can't I can't I, believe I literally, I was sitting here with my mouth open wait I was I was gonna waiting to cut you off in case you started saying too much because, oh no yeah, I can't plot. because it's so good but I can't tell you too much just know it's an oral history which I also love just in general as a storytelling device um so that's rant I also gave Courtney the air affair by Jasper Ford uh, which again is sort of like quirky storytelling. This is the first in Jasper's um, Thursday Next series, which takes place in an alternate universe in um, England in the 1980s. Um, and in the first book, the character of Jane Eyre is literally stolen from the book Jane Eyre. She's like kidnapped from her own book, yeah. which is about all you need to know about this series. Um, it's really nerdy and there's a lot of bookish references one of my favorite scenes in the entire series is later in one of the later books where Hamlet goes into like a Starbucks and <laughs> has to order a coffee. Stop it. This sounds amazing. You know, Hamlet, the guy who can't make a decision, has to go and order a fancy coffee. I love that so much. I also recommended books by either Tom Robbins or Thomas Pynchon um, because they both are known for sort of out there books. Tom Robbins in particular is known for his quirky and humorous ones and I really enjoyed Fierce Invalid's Home from Hot Climates. And then finally, not a humorous book, but if you are looking for something that has a unique setting and interesting storytelling device, House of Leaves by Mark uh, Z. Danielewski is just unlike any book I've ever read in my entire life. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. And despite being a digital company, I think we mentioned this before, Purchase it. Purchase it. I don't even it. know if it's available as an ebook. If it is, it's going to it be is. very. It's, it's, it's going to be a very weird. different. Yeah, I was really talking about each other. Oh, it's going to be a very. <laughs> buy the book. Yeah. Buy a physical copy of House of Leaves. It's really, really good. Um, as you were doing that, I had an idea for a future episode. I'm sorry I'm putting you on the spot, but I want to do this. Um, if you guys are looking, I, w- I want to do like a gift giving one specifically where people write in with recommendations. And we just send out... The irony of this is that's how this podcast started. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I was thinking it. I was like, oh my God, I'm having a three-year deja vu. Because I feel like we didn't know what to do with the podcast. Yeah, we can do that. We still don't know what to do with the podcast. We, okay, we, we make it up every week. Um, but that's how that started because we needed content. Mm-hmm. But now we have a bigger audience. Yeah, that was a pretty wild assumption for us when we were first starting the podcast. Like, yeah, we'll have enough listeners that we'll be able to do recommendations every week. Okay, well, peek behind the curtain. We nice. actually would, like, solicit from family and friends. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> or coworkers who would also be like, I'm also a librarian. I can do this myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, send us. Let's let's do that. We'll, in, like, the ne- if again, this is getting released on Thanksgiving. So, in the next, like, if you hear this to any time in like the two weeks after Thanksgiving, send us an email at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com and tell us your, again, to borrow a phrase from the reading glasses, kind of your wheelhouse or the wheelhouse of someone who you're, list, who you're trying to purchase books for because it can be really challenging and we will be happy to help you out. And then to pivot off of that, I have some thoughts about purchasing books for people that I just want to share, and then we'll get into some of our shout-outs. Um, so when we were originally going to do this episode, it was going to be a kind of a gift-giving guide, and we were going to suggest books to give as gifts. And the more I was thinking about it, and I and shame on us for putting it in our 30-day book challenge, but like, there's no one book that is a gift-giving book. I mean, there's if you have children in your family and you give them the illustrated Harry Potter books, great. I, I do that too, but... 
Um, or like if there's new babies, you give them, a, you know, all the places you'll go or it's like a standard thing you do. But my dad actually does. My dad has standard business. My dad's a business guy and he has standard business books. That he gives Business his guy. He works. I mean, he's a business guy. No, I know. It's just like in the Lego movie. I mean, he <laughs> buys like multiple copies. There's one book about the guy who invented McDonald's. He, I mean, like a book about and I oh, read the it. the Ray Kroc book. Yeah, the Ray Kroc book. You know, it's made into a movie with Michael Keaton or something like that. Like he buys multiple copies of that books and gives them out because he loves. He's like, this is a really good book about being running a business. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my dad does that. <laughs> but here's my suggestion to people. I love my wife did this several years ago and now I do it as well for my father and all sorts of people. If you're going to give a book to someone as a gift, first off, I assume you know that person fairly well. Um, There's nothing worse than giving a book to someone who's not a reader. I love our good friend Christina here and her husband is my best friend. He is not a reader and we have so many times like we've bought him like four or five books. He's like, thanks, guys. I'm going to go play Red Dead Redemption, which is fine. But he's like, I'm not going to read this. So I need to stop doing that. But what I recommend is whoever it is, obviously, again, if they're going to be close to you, you're going to know their likes and dislikes. And if they have something that they're passionate about, whether it's a specific band or maybe an author or a creator of some kind, I recommend getting a biography or autobiography of a person that they absolutely love. So this all started because my wife several years ago got me the Brian J. Jones, Jim Henson biography, which I wrote in one sitting, and it's like 600 pages. Uh, Brian J. Jones also wrote a George Lucas one, and his next one coming out is uh, Theodore Geisel, which is Dr. Seuss. So he's basically hitting everything I love. Um, But along those same lines, last year, uh, my wife and I bought my mom, Goldust Woman, which is the Stevie Nicks one because she loves Sleetwood Mac. Um, I bought my dad 700 Sundays by Billy Crystal a long time ago because we both love Billy Crystal and baseball. Um, but if there's something – not a ton of people, not as many people as you would think read biographies or autobiographies. And if there's something that you love, like there's a phenomenal Walt Disney um, one that I will try and find in just a second here. But if you have family who loves Disney or Pixar, if you look up – biographies about the creators of those you'll find them and they're usually really really interesting and it's a cool behind the scenes look at something they're passionate about and like we discussed on the last episode there are biographies and memoirs and autobiographies for anything you can imagine if you're a runner go get chills <laughs> thanks adam uh-huh um i mean I, if you have things to add to that by all means no i think that's a good idea i yeah i generally it's it's hard giving books as gifts because even if I know somebody, I may not know their reading tastes. <laughs> I mean, I might, but I might. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like book gift giving feels very personal to me. And so it's generally not something I do unless I really, really know the person. Um, those are my thoughts on – I mean, I will happily take books you give me, but <laughs> – Yeah, no. But it's, it's really hard for me – it's really hard for me um, to – to find books to give as gifts to people. Yeah, and, and that's that's what I was saying. Like, if you're going to do it, I assume it's going to be someone that you know very well. The Walt Disney one, by the way, is called The Animated Man, A Life of Walt Disney by Michael Barrier. Um, yeah, it's just really hard. It's like uh, my friend Julia, who uh, 
has is she's wonderful and we talk we've never really talked about her on the podcast because her and her husband Correct. do a, a blog but it's not book related uh she loves true crime and she's a lawyer so i recommended radium girls to her because it's a story of not so much crime but it's you know and kate moore is on the podcast and i put it on our twitter account but or our instagram account but radium girls is about these women who worked with radium and uh because they worked directly with it and like would touch it to their tongues because it was on a paintbrush they got what was called fossy jaw and they like they got sick and died because of this and they went to court and sued the people who made them use uh the radium because they were told it was safe and it ended up basically changing um it changed the world and like the way that the united states looks at uh labor laws and things like that spoiler alert it's not safe <laughs> it's not safe yeah uh you're not supposed to put radium in your mouth <laughs> don't do that but for Julia, I know again. I know that she loves true crime, but she's also a lawyer and nerds out about things like serial and stuff like that. So I recommended that to her. But I just think you do like if you find there's ways to do it, as long as you are giving books to people who you know will appreciate them. Oh, for sure. I mean, so my dad, like I said, he's a big business guy and he likes reading books about startups and all that stuff. And so a few years ago, um when he had sort of started running, I gave him Shoe Dog um, by the guy who created Nike. Nike yeah. So it sort of hits those two, both how the company started, but also was something he was interested in. The other, th- the only other thing I will say is if you're buying books for a book lover, that's a whole other thing entirely because they're book lovers. But a cool thing to do is something that Christina actually has done for me before. She knows I obviously love Alice in Wonderland, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. So she bought me the annotated Alice when she was in uh, the Strand bookstore. Uh, or if you if you go to like Barnes and Noble, if you want to buy someone a book, if you go to Barnes and Noble, they have all of those like leather bound classics, and they're like twenty bucks. Um, that's half of my bookshelf when I have a bookshelf that exists. Um, we have all these leatherbound classics, and they're like twenty bucks, and they're beautiful, and so they're nice kind of display pieces that you can do as well. And they have so many. Actually, if you go online, they have even more. Um, but that's another cool thing. It's like if you have a friend who you know loves Chaucer, you can find the Canterbury Tales, and they even have like Star Wars stories. And they have Wicked. I know the Wicked one is really pretty. I think we have the Wicked one as well. So yeah, they're really beautiful. They're really beautiful, and they're bright and stuff like that. So those are some ideas for book giving but if you want specific examples again send us an email and we'll do an episode about that um do you want to say you want we can use some shout outs i feel like i I went a really long time there and didn't mean to it's okay sorry guys yeah so we just wanted to give some shout outs to listeners who have very kindly left us some really wonderful reviews on itunes so you can go do that too and maybe we'll give you a shout out later yes um my so the first one so, obviously, some of these come with, like, online screen names. And this one is a very interesting collection of letters. FGK, FL, TL. I think I got that right. Anyway. That had um, to be them just, like, mashing the keyboard they, to put a name in, right? They say, my favorite is the opening. The hosts make me laugh every time. And Overdrive seems like an awesome company. And my to-read list is growing and growing with great suggestions. Well, sir or madam, you're going to love this episode because it's just an entirely giant intro. Pretty much. You can keep reading them and I'll just okay. comments. Um, next up is from uh, Mary. And Mary says, thanks to Adam and Jill's book recommendations from a variety of genres, I never have to panic thinking my TBR stack is too short. I love the author interviews. I feel like conversations with an old friend in a coffee shop. This is my favorite part. 
I finally had to confess to my friends that I had help coming up with all the book recommendations I casually share thanks to the show. You're welcome, Mary. Hey, Mary. And Mary's friends. Yeah. Hey, Mary. I giggled a lot about that, but like, I don't know. If you want to like tell your friends to listen to the podcast, that'd be fine. I will say, though, that I really meant a lot to me when she says um, the author interviews feel like conversations with old friends at a coffee shop. I genuinely, that's by design. Like, Jill and I write questions out, but just so you guys know, when we're interviewing people and it's the two of us, we'll, one of us will look at the other one as if to say, like, hang on, I have one more thing to say. And it's, it's by, it makes me feel really happy when I see people say that, or there's been a few write ups that have mentioned us as like a literary podcast to listen to. And they'll always say, like, while I adore, you know, NPR and things like that, they almost without, like, almost 100% of the time will say, like, Jill and Adam have a much more relaxed conversation with these. Like, it's it's by design that it's meant to be that way. So, And there are definitely, um, and I don't know if this is obvious to listeners, but there are definitely interviews where we don't have any questions prepared in advance mm-hmm. because we are either such big fans of the author that we have read everything and don't really need questions in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Or people, you know, like Fiona, when Fiona Davis came on, we have talked to her um, multiple times. And so I didn't have any questions. Mm -hmm. I just, that like, that literally was a conversation with a friend about her book. Yeah. Same thing. I, not to like name drop people that we love, but like Marie Benedict, we're huge buddies with her. She's amazing. And she's coming back to our offices in January when she's on tour. I forgot about that. I know. I can promise you we will not have any questions. Um, it'll just be a conversation. I'm interviewing Brad Meltzer in a couple weeks. You're welcome to join me if you'd like, Jill. Uh, Brad was one of the first people I interviewed. I got to fly to New York to interview him and, and James Patterson, name drop. And he and I talked about the Muppets for like a half hour. So I can tell you I'm not going to have any questions prepared for that. So those that is by design. And then there are other ones where we've never met the person and we're admittedly a little nervous. So we have all the questions written out, like when we talked with George Saunders or Colson, White, Colson Whitehead. I'm going to stop dropping names. That sounds horrible. But my point was like, <laughs> if it's someone, we're both like, okay, we're nervous. We should have something prepared. Yeah. Oof, that was a lot. I should have a script more often. This is bad. I'm talking too Fine. much. No, it's fine. It's a podcast. That's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> okay, next one comes from um, RJ0812. I absolutely love this podcast. I love listening to interviews with my favorite authors. Come on, Stephen King. That is in the review. <laughs> yeah, that's not Jill. That's not me. It's also Jill, but... Yeah, I'll co-sign that. Um, and I rely on the monthly new release conversations to add to my wants to read list. That's good. We... I don't remember when we first introduced the monthly list. I don't know why it took us so long <laughs> to introduce the monthly list. It was probably one of those things where we were looking for content. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it 100% was. And I remember we did it one month because we were like, I don't know. I don't, we don't know. What we doing. actually may have done it started as a January thing, like looking ahead to books for the new year. And yeah. we were just like, we should do this all every month. Yeah. So we did it for the year and that got a lot of attention. And then we did one for a month. And I looked at the, like, we looked at the numbers. We were like, oh. We should do this every month. I think it's one of those things that because of what we do and having worked in libraries and bookstores, um, I I'm, I think this is something that I take for granted is that I have to, for my job, stay on top of what is coming out right. in the future. Like that's what I have to do to be good at my job. Yeah. And for people who don't work in the book industry in any particular way, they may not know when like they probably don't know unless they're actively looking for it and 
Or they may know the big stuff, but that's not really what they want to read. They want other suggestions. I mean, we try really hard not to mention the really, really big stuff because yeah. we're already going to know about that. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, just... Sometimes, I mean, we mentioned Michelle Obama's book because it's Michelle Obama. Right. Well, and I think it's also you and I, like, while we are very proud of the amount of people who listen to us, like, we're, if... Like I said, I got to interview James Patterson. I can tell you for a fact I did not move the needle on James Patterson's sales any notable amount that he would have seen. But – and because of that, when James Patterson has a book coming out with Bill Clinton, which he did a few months back, like they don't need us to talk about it. Whereas there might be a debut author whose book is just coming out that we dug through and found. And we're like, oh, man, we're really excited. We know that the – you know. The however many people end up buying it or reading it because of us, it might it'll make a difference for that person, and that I, that's actually why I love doing the debut author interviews almost more because they'll tell us like I've never done this before, and like it's just going to be a conversation, and then we the, nine times out of ten when we interview a debut author, they become like we start following each other on Twitter and become friends with them. That's actually our secret plot is just to have a huge like group of friends who are all authors and, and nerds like us. But seriously, Stephen King. But seriously, yeah. Uh, next up, we have comment from uh, Golden Mama. I adore Adam and Jill's podcast and just have the best time laughing and learning about new and older books with them and so many fabulous authors. They are smart and witty, and they love pets. They are active on their Instagram account and keep their listeners involved. Okay, that Instagram is 100% Adam. <laughs> Or it's like 90% Adam, and every once in a while, I'm like, oh, right, we have an Instagram account. You know what? I'm going to actually toot my own horn for that. I appreciate it because I, at our offices, um, we have a room that our because we have an entire marketing team that Joe and I are part of, it's almost like having a marketing firm in the overdrive offices. And part of that is we have photographers and videographers, and we have a room in this office that's basically a light box, like, photography studio and it's awesome and i have a camera of my own so lately i've been taking people in there and making them um take pictures with books and then like doing real artsy fartsy pictures of stuff so i appreciate that and there will be much more cool book pictures to come so follow our instagram at pro book nerds thank you and twitter as well at pro book nerds finally this comes from j cross 17 I've always been a reader, but I've read more amazing books this summer than probably the past five years combined. This is largely thanks to Jill and Adam. I learned about so many different kinds of books that I'd never think to read otherwise. That makes me happy. Yeah, because that's the best thing is, like, like you said, if Neil Gaiman has a new book coming out, I'm going to read it. But if we can help you find a new thing, it's awesome. So thanks, everybody, all of our listeners. Yeah. Are there others that you want to read or are those are good? Those are the ones I had. Okay, cool. Um... So those are some shout-outs and actually some book recommendations, too. We've, we've had some books in there. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're in America. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're in Canada back in October. Right? October? Correct. Thank you. Um, and getting into the holiday season. And, yeah, send us your recommendations. Last year we did the recommendations with Penguin. They had, like, their Penguin Hotline, which is adorable. Uh, I don't think we're going to do that this year, though, so they're going to send us a real late email. Um, so we'll do our own recommendations. So send us your wheelhouse of stuff that you like reading or the person that you want to buy for you like reading at uh, professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com and we'll, we'll pull some recommendations together. Like an old time, an old version of the show. Um, anything else you think people should know about? I think that's it. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this very unique episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.